One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day, explained and analysed by The Times of London. Today with Stuart Willey and Laura Cook. Leaked Russian military files set out their criteria for using nuclear weapons, and the bar is low. Our correspondent explains the doctrine of fear inducement. When we think about the use of nuclear weapons in any conflict, we might assume there's a fairly high threshold to reach before any decision to launch is made. But leaked military documents have revealed the criteria that Russia would use, and it seems the bar is set fairly low. They also outline plans for a hypothetical attack by China. We'll look at the question of the relationship with China in a moment, but just how low is this bar? Well, President Putin has said Moscow could use nuclear weapons if Russia faced an existential threat. The Times defence correspondent George Grills explains to us what that means. Previously, Russia said they would use nuclear weapons if missiles were imminently going to land on Russian cities, if it was under nuclear attack itself, if there were any existential threat. But these leaks suggest that they could use it uh, fairly early in a conflict. These are sort of tactical nuclear weapons, which are smaller than the sort of larger nuclear weapons they might use to target the US in event of an all-out nuclear war. These are nuclear weapons that, though strategic, still would are very, very potent and, you know, similar to what we saw at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. They, they would be happy to use those weapons earlier in a conflict, basically to gain a, a tactical upper hand. Now to the question of China. These files, which have been seen by the Financial Times, describe hypothetical scenarios, one including one of Moscow's closest allies. Former Standing Joint Fourth Commander UK Rupert Jones has been speaking with Frontline from the Times, which you can hear in full on YouTube. He explained how time has moved on. The papers are from there, I think, about 10 years ago. So, so they're not, they don't reflect necessarily current thinking. Uh, Russia and China have cozied up considerably since then, although we shouldn't be under no illusions. Who's the, who's the daddy in that relationship? It's China. It's not Putin. Far, far from it. So, so I guess that dynamic has changed. George Grills also expressed his surprise about these revelations when we're talking about tensions behind the scenes with China. President Putin travelled to China just just before the invasion of Ukraine, where they declared a no-limits friendship. You know, their, their partnership is supposed to be strong, and yet behind the scenes, Russia is planning uh, for, for a war that could one day involve China. You know, they share a long border. 
China is sort of uh, desperate for more mineral wealth. Russia's sort of far east is is rapidly depopulating. So you can see how perhaps in decades those tensions eventually result in them being forced to sort of fight on opposite sides of a conflict. Now, everything we've been talking about here has been described as fear inducement, basically how Moscow would try to end a conflict quickly by shocking the enemy into negotiation using a small nuclear weapon. The idea behind it all, that Russia wouldn't become embroiled in a sprawling war, especially one where the United States might intervene. Technology company Apple, famous for iPhones and Mac computers, has long been a leader. It's the second biggest company in the world. And news that they're abandoning an electric car project could signal a wider shift. It was a secretive project and aimed to create a self-driving electric car. People tracking patent applications thought the Apple car might not have a steering wheel or even pedals. But now the decade-long project seems to be over. To tell us more, I caught up with The Times business reporter Tom Saunders in the newsroom. They've never officially uh, announced the projects, but it's believed to involve around 2,000 people. And they've been working on it for quite a long time. And only yesterday, again, not officially, but according to reports, they've decided to abandon the project entirely. It's so difficult to work out exactly why Apple have chosen to do this now. But it is true at the same time, Electric car manufacturers are struggling with weak demand and at the same time increased competition from China. There are Chinese electric vehicle manufacturers, BYD is one of the largest ones, that can, you know, been competing quite aggressively on price. Um, so yeah, it's been a difficult period for electrical vehicle manufacturers. Apple's a $3 trillion company. It's often at the forefront of tech developments. What's next for them? These people who are working on electric vehicles will now go on to work on AI. And since Apple hasn't really made any big public announcements about artificial intelligence, this is, I think, for a lot of people, what they're expecting their next move to be. You know, their next big announcement in the same vein that OpenAI's ChatGPT or Google's Gemini, that kind of technology in their new products. But at the same time, they've also heavily invested in recent years in chips, in making semiconductors. Apple have been manufacturing these new chips which are far more powerful, which in theory would allow them to introduce AI into their products in the future. And at the same time, they've released this new Vision Pro spatial computing uh, headset. Um, So these are the sort of new things they're doing at the moment. Tom, thank you very much. Imagine a world where teachers never get tired or ever feel stressed. Well, in the Indian state of Kerala, they might have the solution. Iris is an AI teacher. We must point out here she's not a replacement for teachers. She's a mannequin in a sari and she can answer almost any question pupils throw at her. The secondary school where she teaches places a strong emphasis on technology, robotics and AI in the curriculum. And Times correspondent Amrit Dillon told us how Iris came about. Five of the pupils at the school, five of the older pupils, collaborated with a local AI company to make Iris for the school. So they played a part in it. 
And the idea is for Iris to develop a little bit more eventually. At the moment, she is on wheels. Making her walk, of course, is going to take some time. But um, the but the people working at the local lab who worked with the school, they plan to install a camera system so that she can recognize students and perhaps even address them personally. Some of the older, more inquisitive students started posing risque questions for Iris. For now, anything that parents might disapprove of will be greeted with, I'm sorry, I don't know that answer. The new Formula One season starts this weekend and it's set to be a gruelling and hectic one with a record 24 races. For Red Bull team boss Christian Horner, the weeks before the Bahrain Grand Prix have been overshadowed by allegations he behaved inappropriately to a female colleague he consistently denied them. He's now been exonerated after a misconduct investigation by an independent lawyer. It has to be a big relief for him and for his wife, the former Spice Girl, Jerry Horner. At a recent event, he told reporters the strain has been considerable. With the grievance dismissed, he looks set to remain as boss. Team insiders say they're fearful for Mr Horner. There could still be changes at the team. Ahead of the announcement, Max Verstappen, the triple world champion driver for the team, said his boss is important, but he wouldn't publicly back him. Despite all the ructions, they're still firm favourite to win this weekend. With the Times digital subscription, read more about the bloated F1 calendar and why other teams have told the Times Verstappen could be even more dominant this year than last. Art and politics, depending on who you listen to, are either inextricably linked or essential to keep separate. But some artists are now demanding Israel be excluded from one of the world's most important art events. The Venice Biennale, held since 1895 in Italy, is now subject to a petition organised by the Art Not Genocide Alliance. More than 16,000 artists, curators and academics have signed, calling for Israel to be kicked out because of the war in Gaza. Those signing include the British Turner Prize winner, Jesse Darling. The petition says no death in Venice, no business as usual. The group behind it point to South Africa's exclusion from the event through the apartheid years. Italy's culture minister is furious. He says petitioners are trying to threaten freedom of thought and the Biennale should be a bridge between nations. But they countered, saying it can't be a bridge when one nation is trying to eliminate another. The Israeli artist due to represent the country, Ruth Patia, was more philosophical. She says amid the violence in Gaza, there has to be a pocket for art. Otherwise, she says, the extremists have won. Thank you for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of The Times of London. See you tomorrow. 